0: Hello, hello, everyone. I am so excited to dedicate this chapter, chapter 23 of If We Were Giants, to all of my friends at the Gorge celebrating Labor Day Weekend. I hope you all have an amazing time, and if you need to get some rest and can't fall asleep, please do listen. I promise this will put you right out and have you ready And feeling refreshed for the next day of partying hard. Anyway, everyone, let joy begin as we read Part Three, The Forest Giants, Chapter 23. Kiha motioned to her brothers, and they made their way to the top of the ridge, carrying large knapsacks. They pulled pieces of wood and lengths of rope out of the pouches, knelt on the stone, and began assembling something. The crowd didn't move, hardly seemed to breathe, just watched silently. Kira couldn't help but grin as she realized that if this were the first ever story time for the tree folk, they were definitely getting a show worthy of the occasion. When the boys stood up, they were holding three human-sized puppets with fearsome visages carved into the wood. There were joints built in, the separate pieces of wood tethered by rope, which allowed the puppets free range of motion. Kira gave Tiha a questioning look, nodded to the puppets and then gestured to the crowd. Would you like to explain how they work to everyone? She whispered. Tiha was mortified, eyes wide and making an expression that looked like she'd smelled something bad. She shook her head fiercely and immediately sat down. I think that might be a no, Luan whispered to Kira. Okay, I'll take it from here. She smiled at both of them, then turned to address the crowd again. These takers are bigger than us, stronger, Kira said in a loud voice. They have cruel weapons and protective clothing. But, she held up a finger, we have some advantages on our side. The first and most important is that if we have to fight, we'll be fighting in these woods. Every single one of you knows this terrain by heart and how to travel swiftly and quietly through the trees. Kira spread her arms to indicate everyone gathered in the clearing. That's why it's so good to see all of you here today. Individually, your familiarity with the forest is incredible, but together, combining all that knowledge as one cohesive unit, we will be able to do anything. She walked over to where Tiha's brothers were still holding the puppets. And that brings me to the last part of our strength, the plan we want to share with you today. Good ideas can come from anywhere. One of the smallest among us came up with the idea that's going to defeat the takers. Kira motioned to Makina, who crossed the ridge to stand beside her. Kira put her arm around her friend and said, it was Makina here who, after seeing the takers, said, I wish we could be giants, just like them. Titters of laughter were heard around the circle. Yes, it's an idea that some would laugh at, Kira acknowledged, but luckily it fell on creative ears, and now it's the idea that will save us. Makina grinned widely and waved at the crowd. Her pack of tiny sisters clapped enthusiastically and waved right back to the delight of the audience. Our friend Tiha is an amazing builder, Kira continued. Give her some raw materials and a little bit of inspiration and she can create anything. So, after she heard Makina's idea, she decided to make a giant of her own. Kira went back into storyteller mode then. Using the puppets on the ridge as models, she described in vivid detail the 20-foot forest giant that Tiha had constructed, and how her friends had worked the levers and pulleys to make it shout and stomp and throw great rocks. She explained how, if everyone here worked together under Tiha's direction, they could form an army of their own. If some people were willing to help make the figures, there could be more giants many more giants. Then others could learn how to operate them. Again, using the puppets, she showed where the tree folk would be situated within each giant to make it move. The first time, the kids had only one week to prepare. Now they had several months of rainy season to use before the river receded and the takers came back. When I was still with my first community, back in the volcano, My mother and father had different ideas about how to deal with these takers. My mother wanted to fight to defend our home, but my father wanted to protect the community peacefully with his stories. Kira paused for a few moments. After years of trying to forget Maja and Paja, who'd been everything to her, it felt so good, so right to honor their memory now, by speaking publicly about them. But we will use both approaches when we defend ourselves. We will fight, but with a kind of story, a visual one, a symbol of our strength. And speaking of stories, if we're successful, the takers will spread ours for us. They will tell all their people far and wide about the great and terrible forest giants that fought to protect this land. Most communities have to keep fighting, generation after generation, but these tales will fight our future battles for us. We will only need to do this once, and these stories will protect our people for generations to come. Kira ended with a final description of how the first giant battle had ended, the takers falling all over themselves as they scurried back to the other side of the river and away from the giant, as fast as they possibly could. When she finished, the crowd erupted into cheers. Luan and his friends waved to the audience from their spot, atop the rocky ridge, basking in the adoration. Mom stood by Kira again after the applause died down. We thank you for listening to all of us this morning, he said. It is, however, very important to face the truth. If you decide to join us in defending our woods, it will be difficult. There will be losses. So please listen now. Anyone who wants to leave the forest and move elsewhere, you are free to do so. We will not stop you, nor say an ill word about you, Furthermore, anyone who wants to stay, but would prefer not to get involved, we understand. No one will be forced into this. But we do believe this is our only chance, the one way, to save everything we hold dear. Loba also stood up again to speak. So, we are officially asking now for your help. If a handful of children can fight off a half-dozen warriors— Just imagine what an entire united community could do against them. He raised a hand in the air and kept it there as he slowly turned in a circle to address the entire crowd. Members of the tree folk, you who are branch born, who will stand with us? The old man with the gray beard was the first to raise his hand. Others followed right away. After a few moments, Kira scanned the entire crowd, but could not find a single person without their hand up. Even though the takers didn't know it yet, the next battle had already begun. That is the end of Chapter 23, and, wow, pretty emotional, and also exciting, and... Knowing that Dave Matthews wrote this story and actually collaborated with Cleet Barrett Smith and read this, you know, not read, but recited these tales to his kids is just so heartwarming and touching. Like, I really feel like, I really feel like crying right now. But anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed chapter 23. And we are almost at the end of this book, y'all. So thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Labor Day weekend and we will talk soon.